Welcome to the Northeast Beat. I'm your host, Dan Soler, along with my co-host for tonight, Paul Casaro. How about them Cowboys, Paul? Yeah, it's uh, I, I've gotten over it. Um, I think it's so weird. Like when I was younger, I used to get so like anxious about games, and you know, if they lost, I would get you know, I would just be in such a funk for two to three days after. Um, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Um, so it only took me, you know, 24 hours to kind of move on from that loss. Um, it disappointing, you know, I, I was hoping that, and obviously, I mean, that game was the closest one of all, all, what, all the games that were played that weekend. Yeah. Six. I mean, by far, we could get into that more in a bit, but I thought in terms, and you know, the 17 playoff hasn't been around that long. But I thought this was one of the weaker wild card weekends a long time. Yeah. And well, I, what I was going to say is even though the game score wise was close, you still never really felt like the Cowboys had a shot in that game. It just seemed like they were they were doing everything they could to make it a struggle for themselves. And so I, I just remember watching the game, being, you know, thinking to myself, it being it being one of those games that I just didn't want to watch because I felt like they were just uh, slamming their heads the wall, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and props to the 49ers. I mean, they came ready to to play. Um, you know, like honestly, I don't know how good Trey Lance is going to be, but if they can figure out how good he is going to be, get him your starter as soon as possible. Because I, I don't know, man. Jimmy Garoppolo is. He is he's being carried by uh what's his name? Uh, who who's the uh the coordinator there? Mike. Oh uh I don't know the camp coordinator. Uh, apparently that guy's a genius. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I just because I mean dude, he he overthrew a lot of open receivers. Um he always he always seems to make one like mistake at like a god awful time. Like that game should have been locked up, and he threw that awful. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. You know, even like that's the final score does not show you how lopsided that game was. The 49ers easily could have been in the 30s, easily. Like um, I had the I had the under 46 and a half that game, and that should have been on lock. And then he threw that pick six to make it interesting with the Cowboys final drive, but that, yeah. that shouldn't have been a doubt in the world. I mean, yeah. that was a good, cause I, even I, I had told you when I was thinking of taking it, I'm like, that's three more touchdowns. Like I don't, I, I don't see that. Like I, I think this game is more likely to be done than the Cowboys winning. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, once, once we're done with, you know, once we're past this playoff, once the Super Bowl is over, I would like to explore what I think, and we'll see in the coming weeks how much, how many moves the Cowboys and these other playoff teams who, you know, didn't advance past the first round, sort of what their plans look like moving forward. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Um, and I think the last thing I'll say about it before we move on is just that. Although it's disappointing, I think the reason why I was able to get over it so much is because you had seen earlier on in the regular season the struggles that they had in that game. So yeah. 
everybody was kind of hoping, you know, there was some like rumors that Kellen Moore is saving tricks in his bag to bring out in the playoff. That didn't happen. That did not happen. And I think they were able to beat up on the really bad teams during the season, good teams. They struggled with a little bit more and I'm, I'm no offensive coordinator. I am not a football guru in terms of X and X's and O's, but I really do think it's going to come down to scheme because if with all the talent that they had on offense, they can only manage 17 points at a playoff game. I don't know. I feel like you can scheme better for that. So yeah, tough. But that being said, I think the teams that are remaining are going to make for some really fun football to watch. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think, um, I think the Sunday in particular could potentially be an epic day of football. Yeah, uh, I think the Sunday is a, is a big time day for football, um, and um, uh, could be. We'll see. It could, the Sunday could be a little bit of like changing of the guard, though. You know, with I mean, Mahomes is obviously going to be around a while, but if the Bills and and Allen win, I, I think that would be like a big statement. And then obviously, if Brady, there's a chance, and no one's mentioned it. Depending how much, um, depending how much say Giselle has, if Brady were to lose on Sunday, there's a realistic chance that that could be his final NFL game. I mean, we'll see. He said that he's want to play to like 50, but that's not guaranteed. Like, I, I think he, you know, he's got kids that are getting older and growing up. I will see. I, I, I think that's more in his head than in Giselle's head. My, my thing is that he has, he shows no signs of slowing down, dude. You know, I, I think it may, maybe it will just be a, a family decision to say, yeah, I think we're done. Um, but in terms of playing, like playing the game, he, yeah. he probably still has, and this is crazy to, to at say. least two years left. Probably. Yeah. You know, he, he was playing at an, I mean, he, he's, he's playing. This isn't like Peyton Manning, his final year with the Broncos. Right. Like, I mean, he is in legitimate conversation for MVP this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just a testament to, you know, obviously when he, split from the Patriots there was that there was the talk of is he going to have the same sort of success or you know was it more Belichick more so than Brady I think both of them have done pretty well since that split all things considered I mean the Patriots were um they, they were a playoff team granted they got absolutely destroyed in round one too but they were a playoff team um but Brady too, like won a Super Bowl, so I think it's just a testament to man; those two together were just insane and continue to be insane. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm at the point though where I'm like, I kind of hope he keeps playing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it makes for good football, you know. It's a he's fun. great. I mean, and honestly, he's opened up more since leaving the Pats, and he's become more likable too. I feel like, yeah. Um. In terms of this past weekend, um, well, I will say real quick with the Cowboys game, the, that ending was it, it was really interesting because on on CBS a couple weeks ago, you know, I went to those three bowl games in Florida, and it happened that I 
based on their rankings, I went to the best bowl and the worst bowl up in New York at the Virginia Tech Maryland game, which is like 53 to 10, 54 to 10. Mm-hmm. But the best game I went to was the first game on my trip was which was that Coastal Carolina Northern Illinois game, which is 47 to 41. That game, I messaged my friend who like messaged me when I was at the game. And he's like, well, that ending was weird. <laughs> and the end, I, I texted him Sunday. He's a Cowboys fan. And, and I'm like, that, well, that was shades of Coastal Carolina and Northern Illinois. Because yeah, the way the way that game ended was Northern Illinois was driving downfield. They threw a pass, like, to the two-yard line. So they were just about to score. They didn't review, where, like, whether or not the catch was in bounds or not. They ran the clock, and the clock ran out, and that's how the game ended. And so in terms of – it was very reminiscent. So Dak running down the field – the yeah. whole like you know frenetic ending and then running out of time you know not able to get the final playoff yeah and so a couple comments on that too because people and like rightfully so are criticizing that play call um it was a 17 yard gain which honestly they would have only been able to have one more play they still have to go 24, 24 yards to score a touchdown yeah and that's tough. there's no guarantee that they're they're even going to make that kind of play Um, But that said, you know, you look at that play and if you watch the if you watch the play um, where he does the run, the 49ers are playing the boundary. So whether you're doing like a pass run, whatever, there's no guarantee that that guy's going to get out of bounds and stop the clock anyway. So. I don't think I'm as mad about like, and here's the other thing too, is the game should have never come down to that. It should have never come down to that. So uh, honestly, to me, it's like a moot point. Um, but then the other thing they pointed out, uh, I think this was from, I forget what beat writer I heard it from, or it was some, um, someone a lot smarter than I am. Who's a lot more, uh, a lot more uh, set than I am uh, talking about how the, reps positioning to the plays somebody had said that apparently in like two minute drills the umpire is supposed to be uh like on the defensive side of the ball and that umpire wasn't he was he was like 40 yards back oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from where Dak ended up so that's another thing where it's okay like was the ump in the right position um oh no you know who I, I actually think it was I think it was one of the uh referee like representatives i can't remember what his name is but it it was one of the guys who like sometimes they'll consult with like oh was that the right play call and he'll they'll chime in um i actually think he had said that the ump was supposed to be in a different spot like closer to the play because then it's like he bumps into dak dak like staggers over and then like resets the ball and then that's why they can't get it off so yeah just like really it's honestly emblematic of you know, the chaos that was that game. So probably the best way it could have ended in terms of that. But you would have uh, liked, you know, you probably wouldn't have won, but you would have liked to have gotten that final playoff. Just yeah. To- and I mean, hey, I think at that point, an argument could have been made that that was the best that they had been rolling all the game, game, like towards the end of the game, you know, like yeah, they the were Cowboys played games. the first three quarters, like they played the fourth, they would have won. Win. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly too, screw that last drive. The second to last drive is the one that killed them. Cause they, uh, it, it was, 
the, the last set of downs they had before they turned it over on downs. Um, the second play of that sequence was right before the two minute warning and they snapped the ball before the two minute warning. I wouldn't have done that. I would have, I would have taken the time to get yourself set, make sure you're on the right play call. Like, I don't know. You had more than enough time, more than enough time. Jack, and the Jack, Niners gave him every chance in the world too. I mean, they, yeah. that ridiculous false start when it's going to be a quarterback sneak fourth and inches. Yeah. Like that, that was asinine. Like, hey, that was asinine. Hey, how do you false start when it's going to be like a blatant QB sneak, which set them back? And I think they punted at that point. Yeah. They didn't have the field goal to go up nine. They punted, I think, with the, to leave like 38 seconds. Then the Cowboys in four plays got to, you know, midfield. Yeah. Yeah. They, their defense yeah. was almost the Niners defense was almost as bad as the freaking Rams last week in that that drive that allowed them to tie it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, you know I don't think this just uh, applies to the Cowboys game, um, but I know it, th- there's a lot of talk about it considering what some of the post game comments were. Um, but uh, <laughs> the what do you think anything's going to happen with the refs this off season? I feel like they've been criticized so much. Hey, David, the, the Raiders, the Raiders game was bad. Yeah. It, and where they called the whistle or, you know, it was a definitive whistle. And then they basically said it was like a mistake afterward, like too late. It's a playoff game. You know, you don't, you can't. Yeah. So, so walk me through it. I love how they asked the Bengals. I love how they like asked the Bengals. Like, did you hear it? Like, of course they're going to say that they didn't hear a whistle. Like, come on stupid right because it was the Bengals on offense yeah no it was to play to it was the touchdown pass in like the I think the second quarter where it was a whistle it was like kind of near the out of bounds line and it was a touchdown but you did hear the whistle blow yeah I was at work at that point and someone's like oh yeah there was a whistle blow (laughs) like (laughs) yeah no I heard it (laughs) like yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, and it was weird because the Raiders kind of like stopped play. Like it was, I mean, if you take that off the board, it's nineteen nineteen, right? It was a twenty six nineteen final. Yeah, um, I mean, w- within the as as it applies to the Cowboys, they you know they committed a lot of penalties this past year. Um, I I think there were some missed calls on the forty nine, like the uh, on the first drive of the game. 49ers have the ball. Cowboys are on defense. Randy Gregory gets called for a neutral zone infraction. And when you rewind it, uh, Trent Williams is like, uh, like pivoting his back left leg. And as far as I know, like any movement like that warrants a false start. So, you know, missed, missed calls like that. You know, uh, holding is always kind of like a crapshoot because I, I think it was John Madden who says, like, there's holding on every play, right? Yeah. Um, so that one I think is kind of just like, you know, hit or miss. But I, I just think fans in general are, you know, talking about how bad the refs are, like, all the time. Yeah. You know, and I just don't I mean, feel – It's become too big of an issue. Yeah. But, but then the other thing that pisses me off is like, you know, 
and, and again, like, I'm just going to speak on the Cowboys because like I, I follow that team the most. And I, I know what like some of their people have said, like you obviously have within the team, the coaches and some of the players like complaining about the officials. And then Jerry Jones, who is what, like on the board that would be able to, you know, cr- like make some change so that the refs are, you know, in a better position to do their job goes ahead and says that, oh, no, we don't need full-time refs. Why not? Yeah. Like, why not? If if you value this job so much and if you're, the rest of your team thinks that it would benefit that we start making some changes, making them full-time referees, you know, in my mind is like, okay, now they're devoting all their time to just this one job. And to, like, I don't even know what part-time ref means at this level. Um yeah, I, I don't even know what that looks because like. Because they're generally like it's weird. Like NFL, like unlike NBA, like NBA officials are only NBA officials. Yeah. NFL, because of like the once a week nature, they're like lawyers and stuff during the week. It's weird. Get out of here. Like, yeah, no like it's weird. Like, oh, the one guy, the one guy, it's weird because he does like huge NFL games. He does like college basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like two or three nights a week, he'll do like. He'll do like Monmouth Maris, like get like weird, like not even like he'll, like he'll be doing like a Steelers Patriots game, yeah, and then he'll do like random like Mac yeah. games, like it's weird. And and they totally have the money to be able to pay these guys. So I, I think if they're going to start taking any steps to show that they're listening to fans and just like the frustration that's brewing, even like from players and coaches, do one thing do one thing and I don't know, maybe start by making them full-time. Yeah. Uh, G- uh, Gene Steratore. He yeah, yeah, Well, now he does CBS, but uh, like, he's like the, um, like yeah, the yeah. I know. Fox, um, oh, I know who he is. Don't yeah. But he, he roughed NFL games from 2013 until his retirement in June, 2018. But he worked as an NCAA ref from 97 to 2018. So yeah. like, yeah. So, I mean, again, like, we'll see what changes happen, if any, at all. I doubt they will, because as long as the NFL just keeps making money, there's no incentive really to change. Um, but It's going to be kind of because the gambling is becoming legalized more. There's going to that's going to come to a head, though, eventually. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, because because then you, it's you can't be fucking up calls when it's right, like billions, right. millions and millions of dollars right. determine. Like I get wrong calls, ha- like controversial stuff yeah. happens, but you need to make sure, like, like I, you need to make sure that like it like things are, like a whistle was called that wasn't yeah. called, or, you know, or something. Something I've heard talked about is how different crews will call certain types of penalties more than others. Or yeah. like certain crews tend to show favoritism towards the home team versus the away team. You can't have like that one, like that one ref that like that one ref with the NBA. It's bullshit. Like the, every like game sevens are like or or like he always refs game sixes and like game sevens have happened like eleven out of twelve times when he's ref that. Like that's yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Like it, that's shady. It's just like he's he's deliberately calling the game a certain way. Like that's too coincidental to like uh, the probability is too coincidental. Yeah, No, I mean, you're right. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I think the only counter argument to that is like if they're already get, getting to a game six, chances are it's a more competitive series than some others where it's over in like five, one or four, nothing, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, man. Even, even with a coin flip, you would think if both these teams are evenly matched, you would imagine that 10 out of 10, you know, 10 out of 10 times, five would go to one team, five would go to the other, or like some more of an even split, not 11 out of 12 times. It's going, I guess I would like the breakdown of how that's no. Cause I could see how the breakdown, I, I, I gotta see that, but either way, either way, it's like, to your point again, now that betting's getting more involved, it's going to, there's going to be a lot more pressure on the refs to do their job the right way. Cause even tiny calls, man, like missing a false start, missing a hold, missing, like when it's blatant, you know, like you can't do that because chance that's 10 yards right there. If it's a holding call, that's 10 yards. That could totally stifle a drive. Like, I, I don't know if you remember, it was like random games, like three or four years ago, college basketball, but like shots will be made or like way after the buzzer. And like the refs would like blatantly either count them like way after the buzzer or like wave them off when they were like good. And it happened three or four times. There was some really egregious one. I forget which one that was, where it was like three seconds after the buzzer and they counted it. Like it's people's money on the line. Like you got to wave shit like that off. Wait, you mean like the shot clock was going down? No, like the game is over. Like, you know, they're dribbling it out. It's like three seconds after the buzzer. And the guy lays it up and in to affect like a spread or a, like a over under, oh. and they count they counted it when it shouldn't have been counted. <laughs> like it was, but there was. I'm trying to remember. Let me try to look it up. It, it, like, um, talk for a, a second. I'll try to look it up. Uh, well, all I'm gonna say is that's wild. <laughs> like how. Yeah, if it's after the – what's even the point of adding in – what, you're trying to pad this guy's stats? His one layup? I yeah. don't get that. Uh, I'm trying to – it was like two or three years ago. Uh, it's going to be too, too tough to look up, right? Yeah, but it's like it's stuff like that. We can we can pull it up for the next pod. We'll we'll do a deep dive and find out. Um, but anyway, enough about how bad the Cowboys were. Enough about all the other bad teams in the wild card round. Also, forget about the people who are saying that oh the Eagles made the playoff in a rebuilding year. Ha ha! You guys got blown out by thirty points. You shouldn't have even have been in the playoff because they were what the seven seed. Like so yeah. much, so much really for the WIP and the Eagles praising their running game. Their running game, the running game featured Emmanuel Sanders, who hasn't played half or not. Um, uh, 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 not Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Miles, Miles, Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders it, it, carrying the ball for twenty three yards for some reason, utilizing him as the main back when he hasn't played half their frigging games this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I what running like use Boston Scott use the guys that got you to the dance. Yeah. Sanders has like been nowhere to be seen this year. And like, sure, maybe the Eagles are in a good position, you know, next year. What because they have a lot of draft capital to um get a lot, you know, some good players. But 
keep in mind that this was the same organization that drafted Jalen Ragor uh, ahead of Justin Jefferson. So do not, Eagles fans, do not think for a second that your team will not come to uh, slap you upside the face and just draft, I don't know, three tight ends back-to-back. Who, who knows? I mean, that, that was just, just a joke of performance. I mean, Hurts ran it eight times. You expect that. But you had seven carries for Miles Sanders. He didn't do that much in the second half of the year at all. Boston Scott had one carry and Gainwell had one carry. Yeah. What are they doing? Like, I understand they fell behind, but like, do like do what got you there. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, Sanders really wasn't that prominent on the Eagles. Like in the second half, he even said himself on Twitter, like he had a horrible, frustrating year. Then you know he needs to he needs to like work at it in the off season. Um, uh, I, I mean it was, a, it was a disgraceful performance by the Eagles. They, you know, and the Eagles like running attack. Let's face it, it was because they played Washington, the Giants, Carolina, and Atlanta half the year. Yeah, like it wasn't like someone. I mean, it wasn't like Emmett Smith and, and like Barry Sanders. Like, yeah, and, it was a product of of weak opponents. And you know, I think. I understand that like a balanced offensive attack is good, but oh, and the Lions, they, they, which they yeah. ran rough shot again. Like I forgot about that one. Yeah, I cannot wait for the day where people stop overvaluing running games, because to me the purpose of the running game is to just keep a defense on their toes. You know, it's the old school like Irish Catholic Philly fan. That's like that where they think it's 1970. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts. You're not. You need yeah. someone out, like not with that, not with the guys who are running the ball for you. And Hurts, Hurts is never going to win you a Super Bowl. He's never yeah. going to get you to a conference championship. I mean, how many times do you need to see that? Like, he's going to run the guys like Brady, Russell Wilson. Like, it's not, it's not happening. I mean, they're, they're. I mean, you need to get rid of like Rager too. Rager's. I mean, that's another yeah, story. Hurts too. I, I saw that recently. Did you see the clip of the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, like their GM and and like coaching staff laughing when Rager like they're like take him when they're about to draft Justin. Jeff. I only saw that for the first. Time. I, I think I did see that. They started laughing when That's when Rager so got taken before Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I love it. And um, yeah, and and didn't Hurts uh, throw three interceptions in that game against the the Bucks? Yeah, I mean, they, the Bucks got off to a good start. So, I mean, the Eagles weren't going to win regard. I mean, they they were up they were up 31 nothing. I mean, they were up four the, you know, the two rushing touchdowns in the opening quarter, Giovanni Bernard two yards and then uh um Vaughn. Hey, Sean, Kate Sean Vaughn, I think. Um I mean, they that's the kind of that's the kind of game you want to get off to in the playoffs. So, 14 nothing, yeah. 17 nothing at halftime. And that was like all she wrote, basically, yeah. especially against a young team like the Eagles. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think they have something to look forward to, again, like their draft capital. But, again, I'm going to say, like, don't be so overconfident about how great your running game is. Like, you need a good – you need a, a quarterback and a good passing t- uh, attack, too. And Devontae Smith seems like the real deal. He seems like a really good player. but there is no guarantee that Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy. Um, I mean, they know. gave him a vote of confidence for next year, but yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, but 
Um, okay, enough about the teams that lost. Let's talk about the teams that won, uh, the teams that we're looking forward to on Saturday and Sunday. Um, we can start with the Bengals and the uh, Titans, which on paper, and, and you know, may, er, the, the Bengals offense is like fun to watch because of Chase, Burrow, you know, Mixon, all those guys. Um, but I feel out of all the games being played, this one is sort of just like the most anticlimactic because it's, I know the Titans are good, but I still, and I know they've been to the playoffs, what, last year? Did they make it the year before? I can't remember. They made it to the AFC title game two years ago, didn't they? they lost the, that, was that, the game, that was the game we hung out for, right? They, they, it was the Chiefs game. We went to the um, we went to the restaurant, the Bistro in Haddonfield, you, Michelle, and um, Mary. Oh, that that was the AFC game? That was the AFC title game, yeah. It was oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, God, the fact that it was two years ago. Chiefs beat who? The... Um, well, it was uh, the Texas. The Texas was the game before that, the one where they were down yeah. like twenty four nothing and went off. Okay. And then tight Titans who beat the Ravens, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then okay. So maybe what I'm saying is completely unfounded then. Um, I guess just like on paper, I'm kind of just like, oh, these two teams are playing each other. Um, and I've no way I have no idea how that game's gonna go because I mean the Titans the Titans dealt with a lot of injuries, but they're super well coached. Um, they've played really, really well. Uh, the the Bengals are a hot team, very young. Um, so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what's the what's the line for this game? Tennessee by three and a half. Yeah, over under is forty seven point five. So they're thinking what twenty seven. No, it'd be like 24, 21, something close to that. Yeah, something like that. It'd be like 24, 22. I don't know, man, <laughs> how they come up with some of these over-unders. Make it a plausible score. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I um, – it would sting so much to see the Bengals win in the divisional round just again – knowing how little success the Cowboys have had, it would sting to see like such a young team, just like rolling with it. Like, and it would be a credit to their coaching staff. So I'm going to make myself an honorary Bengals fan. I've done it from the start when I said they were going to be over their projected win total. I was right about that. I think they're going to pull an upset of the Titans. I think it's going to be, uh, I mean, the, I, their game against the, the Raiders was closer than I think we thought of. 26, 26. Yeah. You, had them, you had them win by about that, I say. I want to say you had them. I think I had Bengals 24-20. So mm-hmm. I, uh, the score was, like, reasonably close. Yeah. So I, I honestly – I'm going to say it's going to be a closer margin of error, but give me the Bengals by three. I think this is going to be, like, a gutsy one. I think this is going to be – like 24 21 you know i i mean at some point scored but um i could just see the Bengals pulling it out like because jamar chase has just been playing lights out dude 
you know, I, I kind of, I think the over is low here. 47. <clears throat> I don't, I don't love either defense. And, you know, if Henry shows up, they could have a big day on the ground. And I trust Burrow to have probably three passing touchdowns. Got you. I'll say, I'll say Bengals win on a field goal as well. A little higher than you, 27, 24. My, my pick is actually looking good right now. My, my preseason or my, uh, I think we played out the playoffs, but I had Bengals against the uh, uh, Bills, and I had Packers against the Rams, so mm. it's still alive. Yeah. No, so, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I think the Bengals winning would definitely be a big upset. I, I think they'd be a fun team to watch moving forward. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. we'll see about that one. I wonder, I would think probably most people feel this way. Do you think that the Bills Chiefs is to go to the Super Bowl? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I, I think those two teams right now have the best offensive, offense and defense compliments. Um. Honestly, even the – I think it's going to be the Bills. I think it's going to be the Bills. Because you've still seen signs of the Chiefs' defense. Like when they went up against the Bengals, they let up – what was it, 34 points, right? Or th- 31 or – It was uh... – yeah, I think it was 31, right? So, so... – It was 34, 31, I think. Yeah, so when they, you know, if they go up against uh, another offense like the Bills, you know, the defense – I guess what I'm getting to is, like, the defense was talked about, like, their resurgence during that halfway part of the season and, like, oh, now their offense is going to be good, their defense is good again, like, you know, they're going to be in a great position to contend again. I think the Bills are more like that right now than the Chiefs are. So, um, and Kansas City is favored in this game. Yeah, the game's Sunday a virtual pick and style. It's basically the home field edge, more or less. Got you, got you. Honestly, dude, I think the Bills are going to win by a touchdown. <clears throat> I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Considering what they did against a Belichick-coached defense – are we not convinced that this team is definitely going to drop 30 points on the Chiefs, like at the least? Yeah, I think uh, 53. So they pretty much. Yeah, so based on the odds, they're basically telling you that like 20, uh, 28, 25. That like 28, 29-ish is the magic number. So it totals 53 and a half, and the Chiefs are fair by two and a half. So they're basically saying like a 29-26 game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I could even see – I think my score prediction is going to be Bills 30, Kansas City 24, where like Kansas City – has a chance at the end of the game. After all picked. Score the go-ahead touchdown, and then they, 
and they lose. The score that's just popping in my head <clears throat> is a Bills 31-27. Yeah. I think I think the Chiefs are going to have I for so, I I see this ending with Mahomes Mahomes interception. Uh, I think Chiefs are going to get the ball back down four, and I think they're I think they're going to lose. I think I think Mahomes throws a pick, and that's that's how the season ends. I like the over fifty three and a half low. I think that this this I mean even you got a chance for 27, 27 overtime, you know twenty yeah. twenty four twenty four overtime twenty thirty twenty four final. Yeah. So I, like, I like the over there. Um, that I mean that has a chance to be a you know a generationally good game. I feel like <laughs> it's got to, Sunday. Sunday has a chance to be an iconic day. I mean, between Rams, Bucks, and Chiefs, Bills is is a tremendous day. Yeah. No, it, that that Sunday slate is really good. Um, I think the only thing that stings about the Rams Bucks matchup is the fact that the Buccaneers are missing a few of their offensive players. Um, I don't know how banged up their defense still is. I know they got uh, Levante David back, who was a really big part of their championship run um, last year. Um, but yeah, I, I realized that we probably unintentionally talked about the AFC teams first because <laughs> we, we went over the Bengals Titans and then we went right into Bill's chiefs. Um, so do we want to talk about Tampa and the Rams first, or do we want to talk green Bay and San Fran? I, I feel like we should talk about green Bay and San Fran only because I feel like between that one and the Tampa game, the green Bay San Fran one might be the more disappointing game. Green Bay. Yeah, I think so too. Um, either because the spread is telling you something that game, I'm surprised it's five and a half. That's a lot of respect, either a lot of respect for the Packers or a lot of disrespect for the 49ers. Yeah. So I I guess like what I'm thinking is this game could either go, I'm thinking this game is going to be low scoring and just a defensive slugfest. Like 2017 or 17, 14 I like I don't know what um because I think I think the 49ers defense is going to do enough to create some pressure on the Green Bay offense um but I think if Jimmy Garoppolo at all is going to be leaned on the Packers have were good at getting turnovers I I could expect them getting some turnovers but just not turning those into touchdowns you know, so that's where I could kind of see this game going. Um, I like, I'm not a Packers fan at all. I have one of my friends from college, my roommate of all four years is a Packers fan. If he's at all listening to this podcast, he's going to be happy for what I say next. Cause uh, I'm going to pick the Packers. I, I want them to win. It's not, I, I don't, it's not that I think they're going to win. I want them to win. I want them to beat the 49ers. I want the 49ers to go home sad. Um, so I'm going to say here, the spread is five and a half. Um, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say Green Bay 23, San Fran 14. 23-14? The last couple of years, I think it's a divisional. Yeah, the divisional round. There's always been one game where, like, no matter what a team does, they just cannot make a stop. The two games, to me, in recent years are very similar. Two years ago was San Fran 27 against the Vikings 10. That was after the Minnesota-Minneapolis miracle, that game, where the – no matter what, like the Niners could not get off the field that game against the Vikings. Like the Vikings just did a horrible job making the stop. San Fran won 27 to 10. And then last year, a similar game to that was the Packers Rams game where the Packers just, the Rams did nothing to get Green Bay off the field that game. Mm-hmm. It was a 32, 18 game. I think this is going to be a very similar score to that. Honestly, uh, Packers 34, 20. Okay. I think they win comfortably here. I think it's a tough, it's a, it's a much tougher opponent. I think than the Cowboys, I think the uh, Niners are ready for it. Honestly, they are a three point dog. That was really only because of home field. There's a reason that they're a substantial underdog this week. Packers are a pretty good team. Um, you know, deserving one seed. Other than that stupid Saints game, they've had a great year. <laughs> well, here's, so, so, uh, Aikman grilled the the Cowboys play calling after the game, basically saying, you know, you have a player like CD lamb. Why is he not getting the ball when he's basically being guarded one-on-one a majority of the game? I don't think the Packers would ever make that mistake. And the 49ers passing defense was, um, you know, discussed as being the weak point of their defense. I, there's no way in hell that LaFleur is going to not, get Devontae Adams the ball. And I think I, I agree with you that the Packers are going to do a much better job of doing what they have to do and exploiting the the 49ers weaknesses to win this game and run up the score. The 49ers are not going to – I don't think they're going to be able to stop Devontae Adams. And even if they stop him, I think the other guys and Rodgers are good enough to where he'll make you pay that way. And yeah. Jimmy G against the Packers defense at Lambeau. Like, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, Jimmy G. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough game. Um, and, and, again, they're not the Cowboys. I think they're a step up in class. Um, and also, it's just a tough turnaround. You know, a road game at Dallas, which, which is hard fought. They could have easily lost that. Then, you know, getting Green Bay and Lambeau now, it's tough. That's a trick yeah. turnaround. Playing at Lambeau is definitely harder than playing at AT&T Stadium. That's for sure. Oh, and also, your boy, Dak, is not Aaron Rodgers. He's not, but he's also not the problem with that fucking team. So, <laughs> stop slandering him. I don't want to hear it. You can blame anybody else. Do not blame Dak. He did not have a good game, but also okay. put him in a position to succeed. Anyway, Danny. <laughs> um. All right, so we're both picking the Packers. We both think the 49ers are going to be sent home walking back to the lovely California coast, but home nonetheless. Um, I guess that – so that leaves us just with uh, the Rams and Bucks game now, which has a 3 p.m. kickoff. That is so – why is it 3 p.m.? 
It, well, it used to be for the divisional round. They used to do like a traditional one and four forty. Just now, I guess for TV purposes and to p- keep fans engaged more into the day, which I like it. They yeah. started three and six thirty, which traditionally the um, the conference championship weekend it, they don't have games that want to. They probably did back in the day. I need to see when that changed. But they, as long as I followed football, you know, twenty years, twenty whatever years. They've had the three and six thirty kickoff mm-hmm. on the championship conference championship weekend. Yeah, do, thinking about it again, that's actually not a bad time slot. Three o'clock, six thirty. Those aren't. Yeah, bad. I mean it's done by ten. They probably got you know, it's better than the four four. four like, well, it would be cool if they did like a four forty and eight o'clock kickoff. That'd be nice. And at like eleven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Rams, Bucks. What we think? Uh, you can start. I think I think this is the one under of the weekend. Mm. Um. Well, the the Rams had a great game last week against the Cardinals. They demolished them. Um. Tom Brady's at home. I don't think the Rams are going to do it, man. I think I think I think the Buccaneers are going to get to the the NFC Championship game again. I think they're going to do it. Um, I, I don't know what it is about the Rams, but they're a very Jekyll and Hyde team. I feel like um, they clearly have all the weapons they could need and more. <laughs> to beat them um but i uh, the the uh buccaneers also have a lot of weapons and i think tom brady is the edging quarterback so i'm gonna take the bucks on that alone matt stafford's gonna throw two picks it's gonna lead to two tampa bay touchdowns Tampa Bay is going to win. You said this is the over. This is not going to be. I think it's 48, which. Yeah, 48. So I'm, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this is going to be 30 17. 30 17. Really? Wow. You think that's going to be under? That will be, if the Rams lose a game like that, with them being as healthy as they are, the Bucks being as bad, that'll be being as banged up as they are that'll be a tough loss for them um well and think about it too dude if a loss like that happens that organization has completely thrown resources out to get these big name star players who are counting millions against the cap yeah right at this point i I feel like they have to be yeah Um, and mcveigh has you know, he, he himself is like touted as a offensive guru and it's like, you know, was a, you know, the hot young coach, like if he loses a game like this, Danny, how do you, at what point do you maybe say like, is Sean McVay the answer? What else would it's he tough because he's so, he's so young. He's like yeah. what thirty five. Like he's like two or three years older than me. So I mean, like 
Yeah, I, I think you roll with Stafford for at least until Stafford because Stafford's got a few years left. I would say go with McVeigh is and because Sta- the defense is going to be mostly intact. So that's true. I think it's just kind of and Cup. I mean, you got Cup. Cup is only probably the next year or two. He should be top of his game. Oh yeah. Um, I guess just what I think about is um... and I, I, I like Acres a full year. I love Acres. Acres is a good player. Yeah, I mean, he he's running great for him being out for like, like that's like a miracle comeback. Like for him to be playing this year is crazy. And I think get a full season with him and him in the postseason. I think I think they're gonna be tough. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, his job security is probably there. Um, I think it's just there's gonna be a turning point, and honestly. His departure, if it comes anytime soon, is probably going to coincide with when that roster completely falls apart, where all these big name players are gone, either because of expiring contracts or they go somewhere. I mean, else. Do you see, even if they, unless it's like a horrific law, lo- I mean, at the end of the day, they would have lost to Tom Brady. So, like, yeah. yeah. Even if they lose, like, I don't. In an away it would, game. It would have to be like, it would, like, they're explosion of a team remember like three four years back when they lost in an upset to atlanta like it's going to be a game like that them losing to tom brady is not is not going to be what results in that i feel like like it's going to have to be like a bad loss to like washington or something in like a playoff game like something like that (coughs) or like detroit like randomly makes the playoffs and beats them like (laughs) that or, or a game they're just like offense doesn't show up at all right right yeah, so I mean, this might end up being a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, but again, like I, I'm just, I think about Stafford. I feel like he needs to be in a like a rhythm. I feel he needs to be in a position where he's not going to be asked to do too much. And I just worry that if the if the Rams get in a hole, is he going to make a mistake? And I feel like the more mistakes he makes. I think this is a game that the Rams are cognizant that their defense is going to have to win for them. I, I, I think their defensive players know that if it's Stafford against Brady, like don't put it in Stafford's hands to win this. It's, it's going to come down to the defense. Um, I'll go out. I'll go out on a limb here. They've met two times in the past in playoff history. The 1979 NFC Championship game, which is the Rams win 9-0. I think they lost to the Steelers that year. And then a game that I remember from my youth, I don't know why. Like, I always remember it. It was a horrific game. It was very – it's the greatest show on turf. But that day, they weren't the greatest show on turf. They played the Buccaneers the year before. I think the Bucs won the title. It was the year they won the Super Bowl against the Titans. They beat the Buccaneers 11-6. to I don't know how many 11-6 to scores in NFL history there are, but oh, for, right. I always remember that game because it was – you were expecting, like, this awesome shootout because I think the, I think the week before, I want to say – the Rams played the Vikings with like Randy Moss, and that game was like forty-eight to thirty-four. Like it was some crazy shootout, and then that that game was like boring as shit. Basically, <laughs> I will say that this game is probably gonna be higher scoring at halftime. Maybe I'm still gonna have this as a low final score, though. I will say Higby, Cup, and Acres are the three Rams touchdowns, 
And it's a strip sack fumble of Brady and they late and they beat the Buccaneers to end their quest for a repeat 21 to 17. I like it. I like it. God, yeah, I'm, you're making me want to watch this game even more now. <laughs> like, I want to see that happen. I think this game's um, going to be a grind, especially if it's – you can't really look at prior history too much, but their last – I mean, you know, 40 years ago and that game 20 years ago were – I mean, 9 nothing and 11-6 are, like, ugly game, which makes you think 48 is way too high. And also, you know, again, this is the game I think the Rams' defense is going to have to win. I don't see them going off against the Bucks' defense. And then, um, and then I think the Buccaneers. I I still think the Buccaneers defense or offense is still a little too banged up to go up and down the Rams defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And I also, think- like, I don't think Fournette's playing. I think that matters against the Rams yeah. front. And then you do have like Acres and stuff, but I, I like you know I I don't trust the Rams running backs that much against the Buccaneers defense. I think this game is going to be an, a, a, like a more air oriented game than running game. Yeah. And I just um, like, I think with my score prediction, that is totally um, that is dependent on a fast start by the Bucks. If they can get out to a fast start and dictate that the, the pace of that game, I that's the only scenario where I see this being a blowout. But if like, if it's close, I think what you said is more likely to happen. You know, the Rams are, are, are not, um, uh, they're not pressured to have to score every single drive and they are able to methodically, you know, move down the field when they get into that rhythm. Um, and then the defense makes a big play at the end to seal it. I could see that. Um, so, uh, those, those are all four games, which crazy short, um, Not like breaking down 16 games. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Something we're going to have to revisit in the, uh, the off season of our podcast. <laughs> um, is there anything else we want to talk about before? You know, I guess, uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about them at all. What do you make of the uh, uh, Cardinals' performance on Monday? Um, because I think what you were talking about with McVay, I think, I think is gonna have to start happening soon with Kingsbury. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because his team too. I mean, they beat the Cowboys, but now that's looking like how I, mean, I get was... Hopkins is like an all league talent. How do they look that? lost without him that's like unusual like to look that radically different without a wide receiver regardless of how good they are is odd like they look like world beaters the first half the season and then like they were awful that game i mean kyler looked awful that game jordan uh jordan loved the game against the chiefs looked like more in place than kyler that game like that's how big it was awful and and honestly you saying that uh highlights yeah maybe Kingsbury is more on the hot seat than uh he might think because what you just said about Jordan Love 
that's a team understanding that you need to put this player in a position to succeed versus with the Cardinals, it's, you know, are you, are they only good? Is everything only working the way it's supposed to when everybody is healthy? If not everyone is healthy, how do we adjust? So that to me is something where it's like, you got to have a really good scheme in place. And considering that Kingsbury is a, he's an offensive guy that does not bode well for him. That that was the kind of performance the team had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was very, I'm not surprised the Rams won. I like the Rams that game. I just, you know, 34 to 11 or whatever it was. Like, yeah, very lopsided. Yeah, that was a very lopsided game with 36 to 11. So. But, yeah, yeah, so, well, uh, I, you know, I don't know how quickly, like, I don't know how fast I'm going to see um, coaching changes. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen more after the Super Bowl. Um, but whether it be the Cowboys or some other areas, cause there are a lot of people who are being interviewed. There are a lot of head coaching vacancies. There's going to be a lot of shakeup for next year. So I'm, I'm you know, like weird guys in the next two. You see like Heinz Ward got interviewed. Yeah. Or, yeah. And I, I saw, I staff. saw, uh, what's his name? Um, I just saw that before too. Um, uh, Someone with the Texans, one of their quarterbacks, uh, like old quarterbacks, got an interview with them. It was uh, – oh, Josh McCown. Yeah, Josh McCown. It, it was interviewed for head coaching vacancy with the Texans. Love it. Dak was fine, 25000 for praising fancy few debris at refs. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't have said that. He apologized on Twitter, but he really shouldn't have said that. Um, I don't know. But I also, like, in that moment, people are human. They make mistakes. Whatever. If that's the one bad thing Dak has done in his five years of being a quarterback, then whatever, man. Sue him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ha- that is a hefty fine too. Twenty five thousand—that's a lot of money. Yeah, right. Like he immediately apologized too, didn't he? Yeah, it was. A, I think a day after. Yeah. Oh well, he can afford it because he gets paid that money because he's good. <laughs> I'm a. Yeah. Uh, it, like, not really. I mean, I would have liked the Raiders to have forced overtime against the Bengals. The Raiders-Bengals overtime would have been fun. Um, you know, the Bills, all that needs to be said, I suspected all year the Pats weren't as good as the Bills, and that just really cemented it to me. Uh, I just – the win game was the outlier. It, it was impressive how Belichick ran the ball that game, but at the end of the day, I thought the Bills were just better than New England and that game showed it. Um Eagles were a major disappointment. I was expecting them to be more competitive. Um, 49ers, Cowboys, obviously, game of the weekend. And then 
you know, I was expecting more from the Cardinals too. That was that was a bad game for Murray and Kingsbury. Yeah, that game should have been closer. That was a massive disappointment. That just really stamped how disappointed Wild Card Weekend was. And then the Chiefs, uh, you know, Steelers just aren't as good. <laughs> I mean, two touchdowns are wrong for a reason. They had that return for the touchdown early, but the Chiefs scored three touchdowns in five minutes or whatever, and that was that. Yeah, and um. Yeah, yeah. It started off with that one play and everyone's like, you know, that was the highlight on ESPN when I turned on my phone at the beginning of that game. Um, I had the Chiefs to win first quarter. That was a bad, that was a bad beat though. Because they got the long return on the punt return and then the next play, friggin' Mahomes throws the pick. Yeah. So I I lose that and then they run away second quarter. That was fine. Yeah, but I think the this week's games are going to be a lot more fun to watch. So, yeah, I think so, Sunday could be a classic day. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, we will have the winner. Um, the you know the winners in the conference championship next week, which will be the I guess the penultimate day of football. Uh, I believe the. I believe the. Late game is the AFC uh, championship. Let me just check that. It is. Yeah, the. The NFC championship is 640 next weekend and the AFC championship is 305. Uh, Super Bowl's two weeks later at 6.30. Fun stuff to look forward to. Yep. So we got, well, we got uh, seven games left on the year. Four this weekend, two next weekend, Super Bowl. Are they even, what's the deal with the Pro Bowl? They still have that? Or, I guess they do. Such a waste of time. It really is. Like, where is it even? Let me see. February 6th, 2022. It's in Vegas. Oh, ew. <laughs> no offense to Vegas. It's just, I feel like that's not. that The Pro Bowl, I feel, is always in a tropical location. It's in the middle of the desert. It's in Vegas. Why are we doing that? Well, I guess it's at least close enough to California. That makes sense, maybe. The following weekend, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, the Super Bowl will probably we probably won't do anything. What the week going into the week of the sixth, we'll probably have a show going into Super Bowl to give our picks and yeah, talk about. Well, also the second week, more prop bets and stuff will be available, so we can talk about some of those. Um, Yeah. I was actually thinking once, you know, the, the season is over, um, we can talk, you know, that'll be more of an opportunity to talk about um, just like general coaching news, uh, what's happening with like players and um, what new teams they're joining. Um, Cause I think free agency usually starts around what, like March 16th. Something like that. And then a schedule like, release, we could do a show for like the dra- maybe draft night or something. Yeah, 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 I would, I would love cool. that. Yeah, which would be cool. 
Yeah. We could give um, like maybe like a uh, like uh, earlier on that week we could do like a breakdown of how we see it going. Oh, like a mock like, draft. Yeah, and, and then we could do like a live stream, maybe actually have it like during the draft, put like TV on and give it yeah. the results. That'd be cool. If our listeners at all thought we planned this stuff out weeks ahead of time, you're sadly mistaken. This is all ad hoc. We do this on the fly. And I guess we could probably do something for the um, for the schedule release too. So yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So lots of good content coming. Yeah, we got so we got more stuff coming out for sure. Even though you know seasons ends in what three weeks or so. Yeah. Or three? No, four four weeks I guess right. Uh, are we counting for the bye week? Weeks, uh, yeah, and then the bye. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. four weeks still. Ooh, and don't look now. This is has nothing to do with football. Mavs are up by eight. Mavs are up by eight over the Suns. One Dallas team is trying to keep me happy. I appreciate it. What do you think right now? It, it's starting to get interesting. I'm not feeling as good now about my uh, Pistons. Pistons under 25 and a half bet. 11 and 33. They started to win more, but I mean, it's still, it's still on pace. 11 and 33 though. So they just can't go like, uh, what, 44, 38, 50. 15 they need they can't go 15 and 23 or better that seems like a like the Pistons suck they're not that good like and plus they're on the west coast trip so hopefully that's three or four more losses danny i want to agree with you but you know their entire their entire roster is listening to this podcast right now they're like that guy (laughs) these games games are like they're like 10 point underdogs they keep winning it's brutal like last they played the uh, kings last night they're like an eight-point underdog, and they win. And then there was a game the other day. They were like a huge underdog, and they won. Well, they beat the Bucks a couple weeks ago. It was like a fifteen-point underdog. That sucked. You say the Bucks? Wait, the uh, oh Bucks, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, one fifteen, one hundred six. They beat the uh, who was it? Oh, the Jazz. They beat the Jazz by ten. Like they that's a, Jazz by ten. Yeah, like they've been playing like out of their minds lately. It's oh like, my god, it's Cade Cunningham. He's just like. Play. I mean, look, look at the score. One, 133, 131. Like, <laughs> are you kidding? Like, come on. Play some goddamn defense. 133, 131. Come on. Oh, I love it. I love it. They do have uh, – they have a tough team tomorrow night, I think. Let's see. Or no. What the – Yeah, they got Denver Sunday, so that, 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 that'll be a tough game. Yeah. Denver just had a big win against uh, – who was it? Um, who the hell did they beat? Uh, Clippers in overtime. Yeah, yeah. Which what, dude, is Dallas, what is Dallas? A seven seed? Uh, no, they're – I think they're – Five, five seed. Yeah. Um, and they, the Western, they the Western matchups right now are sick. Did you see right now? Suns, Lakers, Warriors, T Wolves would be amazing. <laughs> well, I guess they got the play into which I forgot about, but Memphis, Denver would be sick with Memphis having the home court yeah. and then Jazz, Mavs. That's a great series, yeah. And then the East would be the East is so weird right now because like none of the top teams are winning. Bulls, Wizards, it's like so old school. Bulls, Wizards. Heat Hornets, which is like 90s fuck. 
Nets, Cavs, and Bucks, Bucks Sixers first round. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It, I, I have basketball to look forward to, so keep keeping that up. Um, but, yeah. Man, at some point, we're going to have a uh, sister podcast to this one that talks about basketball. Sorry, sorry for talking about basketball during the football podcast, but <laughs> anywho, I'd like to do an NCAA tournament show. That'd be fun. We could do a special. I would do a like making up brackets too. Yeah. Like, I'd do that. Well, I need to figure it out because I'm actually going to Las Vegas the week of the conference tournament. So maybe like the Monday or Tuesday, I get back. We can do something. Yeah, no, I, I I'd be down for that. We can uh we can loop Marion because she loves the March Madness. <laughs> it's the only time she like pays attention to sports. Oh, she works at where UConn or, or it, she used to. She used to, UConn. yeah. Um, U- UConn should probably have a team tournament. Think. Yeah, we'll let's see. I don't even Ma- think. Mammoth had a near win against Iona the other night, which would have been a great one. I don't know what the hell happened on Sunday. We lost, but we were like a six point favorite against Maris, then we lost by like forty. Uh, I like we, we were coming off like a COVID break. Like we had like uh, 20 days. So we've kind of been like, we've kind of been like crappy since, I mean, we had a great start. I think we were starting like 10 and three or 10 and two gotcha. uh, since that COVID interruption, we've kind of crapped the bed. Um, we are moving, we are moving leagues too. I posted that to Facebook here. They were moving. Yeah. I think Colonial, I, I Colonial Athletic Association, which I like, I like the Mac because of the Friday, Sunday, you know, like Sunday you have to look forward to after the NFL season ends. Yeah. But in terms of, um, in terms of football, it's a terrific move. I mean, big South, they used to have like Liberty and coastal Carolina. They're not there now. So it's like a lot of like weird, like Southern, like Kennesaw state, North Alabama, CAA, I think profile yeah. wise, it's like Towson, Delaware, Villanova, James, or I guess James Madison's leaving, but like teams closer to us, and then basketball we don't have to deal with Iona every year, which is good. It's like Northeastern Towson, Drexel, Delaware, um, uh, Northeastern, you know, teams like that. So I think we have a good chance moving to that league. I think it's a good move ultimately. Just get Miles Austin to play basketball. Yeah. No, don't, don't. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. Uh, we got the uh, to wrap up. We've got the um, schedule f- uh, for this weekend. You got the Bengals Titans at 430, 49ers at the Packers 815, both on Saturday night or Saturday. And then Sunday could be a classic Rams at the Bucks at three, Bills at the Chiefs at 630. I'm sure those games won't, won't hopefully, unlike last weekend, lack for uh, excitement. And uh, one of those games we'll hopefully, you know, be talking about for years to come. Yeah. So um, hope you guys enjoyed this week's edition of the Northeast Beat. Uh, enjoy probably the best weekend of football, the divisional round weekend. We'll be back next week uh, with a talk about the conference championships. We'll see who makes it. Um, imagine probably the Packers will be there. Uh, and then Bill's Chiefs will be interested to see who gets there of those two. And then who comes out of the um, – the uh 49 of the um uh the other games as well you know the um titans um bangles and then the um the bucks uh, rams game will be really interesting too yeah 
So for Paul Cassaro, this is your host, Dan Solar. Hope you guys have a good week. Uh, and we'll be back next week with the conference championship preview and our picks. See ya. Have a good night, guys.